Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them, and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, guess what time it is? Okay, I'll tell you. It's time to sign up for She Nets Worth. I'm bringing that baby back and I've refined it and I'm continuing to upgrade it. And so what it is, is it's going to be a stress-free guide to going independent. So we're going to have all the mindset, all the things, all the beliefs that you need to restructure and kind of reconfigure based on the beliefs that you took on from the salon you're at. We're going to have every tangible step you need to take in order to go independent and the systems that I use to have my business run seamlessly and stress-free so that I can do what I want to do most, which is great hair, love my clients, be in the salon when I'm there, and live my life outside of it. Have my family, enjoy my friends, and live a life that's meaningful, fulfilling, and leave space for me to be a whole person outside of the salon. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, I want you to join me. And if nothing else, shoot me a DM and we can talk about if I think it's the right fit for you. Head over to wavemaking.com and get on the wait list or sign up because we want you there. All right. So today we have an oldie but a goodie back on. We have Elizabeth Salamanca back on the show. And since talking to with her last time, like so many of us, like her life is pivoted with COVID and everything. But the reason why I wanted to have her back on is because I watched her just kind of emerge as a coach for hairstylists and just women in general on Instagram. And she's kind of created this amazing mastermind that is, I feel like she's just um, about to kick off again today, but I'm just excited to talk to her. She's a holistic business coach for creatives, guiding boss bitches from burnout to flow by utilizing wellness and strategy, more money, less stress, more pleasure, less hustle. And I just can't wait to dive in. So thanks for coming back on. Yeah. Hello. Oh my gosh. Like hearing you read the bio out loud, I was like, Ooh, that's pretty good. (laughs) I know. That's kind of why I like doing it because it kind of gets people like, they're like, holy shit, I've done all that. And I think that that's like, you know, stopping to the side of your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I was just talking to, to my coach yesterday about how, um, cause we leave each other like voice memos yeah. in between our calls and how, um, I told, I was telling her how there was just something about verbalizing our thoughts that is so different than typing it out in, in text or like writing it down. Like both are important, but something about saying certain things out loud, like you hearing them is really like, Oh, Ooh, I like that. Or it just gives it a little more power, I think. So when I, like, I read my bio all the time, I'm always thinking about it in my head, but then to hear it out loud, it's like, Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> no, I totally know. Cause like when I've been on someone's podcast and they're like, Lindsay's an educator for, I'm like, I'm, I'm an educator. 
Did everybody hear that? Did you hear that? I want to be that, but then it's like surreal. So I think that's cool for people to hear because it's like, wait, you look like you have it all together, but you're still impressed by you and you kind of can't believe it. Okay, that's (laughs) cool. So can you tell us, like, I know last time you were on the show, I feel like it'd be kind of cool for people to go back and listen to that one and then listen to this one and just kind of see what with a lot of intentionality, the world blowing up and just like where, where it landed you because I think it's pretty cool to see that you've taken this, I feel like when you were on the show, you had so much to say. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, like, I feel like you just need to talk more. And then <laughs> now, and you were behind the chair primarily. And now yeah. I feel like I'd love to hear about how it's manifested in your life and how you've just kind of pivoted this into coaching. Because I know people listening have like, there are people that are like, there's something on my heart that I'd love to share, but like, who am I to share it? Mm-hmm. Why should I like, but like being behind the chair is so safe. And I definitely feel that myself, you know, it's like, okay, to step out from something that you know, you get so much affirmation from and just like uh, comfort in the mundaneness sometimes of it. I'd love to hear about how you did that because I know that that's not something that's easy. No, it's been quite a journey. And I'm trying to remember how long ago it was that I talked to you. I'm pretty sure I was in my suite. A hundred percent. You were in your suite, but you hadn't moved to the second suite. Because okay. didn't you move one time? I, well, so I was about to sign a lease for a salon and literally the, I was supposed to meet with the woman that the Friday and that Friday we went into lockdown and okay. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> okay, you know, but I think I was talking to you a bunch during that time. Like, how did you, you know, do this and do that with expanding your studio? Because I was just kind of looking for a larger studio space still just for me and maybe like an assistant or something like that, but maybe two or three chairs. Um, And so I was talking to you during that time. That was probably shortly after our podcast episode. Yeah, I I feel like it was probably eight months to a year ago. I don't know. Well... Eight months ago was shutdown time. So it had oh. to, at least, it was probably 12 to 18 months ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blur. Yeah. Isn't it wild? Sometimes I'm like, I don't know, like six months ago. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I was not working six months ago. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so yeah. So I was on the hunt for a bigger space and every single space fell through like five, five of them. And then finally it came down to like these last two places. There was a salon close by that the owner was wanting to sell. And it was super, it was like already done essentially. And I was like, okay, I mean, this could be good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a space that was like from scratch that I'd have to build out. But the location I liked more. So I was like hemming and Han for like, I was like, okay, I told them both, like, give me till the end of the week. I decided to go with the place from scratch because it was closer to my house and like, blah, 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 whatever. And so I was supposed to meet with her on Friday and Friday was when they announced, I don't, I don't know if they had announced that salons were closed, but schools were closed. And I was like, this isn't going to be good. And so by Monday we were shut down fully. And that was March like 16th. And we stayed shut down here. I'm in the Bay Area, California, and we stayed shut down until September. And we are shut down now again. 
So in, since March, I've only worked not even three months in the salon. And during that time, so I was still in my small suite, my Phoenix suite. Um, I had, so the owner of my salon suites, um, did not handle the shutdown well. So I ended up leaving. So I shut down my suite. I had a whole, you know, mental breakdown because of that, because all of, all of my, a lot, all of my like wounding and just like patterning is pretty much based around worthiness tied to producing. So like my value was very heavily wrapped in working, overworking, producing, producing, producing. So in my mind, I kept battling, you're a freaking loser because you couldn't handle this. Like you just closed up shop. Now, now what? You're going to go back to just being like a hairstylist in a salon. Like you're not, it was, so it was a lot of like me bashing me, which was my old pattern of like unhealthy thoughts, right? My brain shenanigans. So once I, I allowed myself like two weeks to pretty much wallow, (laughs) wallow, work through the feelings. Like I, you know, it was not easy, but I also knew I was one, not a loser. And two, like if people like, if, if what was the worst thing, like people were going to say like, Oh, she couldn't handle it. Oh, like bummer for her. I don't know. I mean, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like people can't understand that there's lots of change and shift and pivoting happen. And then like, you can get out of my energetic bubble anyway, because I don't want you around. So I wasn't going to be concerned about that. So then moving forward, I was like, okay, I should probably secure a place just so I know that I have an option. Would we go back? And um, I had become really good friends with a salon owner in the next town over. Super cute salon, small kind of boutique style. Um, So I was... I secured like a space in her salon for when we reopened, which was awesome. And then because of all this, you know, downtime I had, I was kind of like, all right, well, for the past two years, I've been trying to basically work like two full-time jobs at once, which clearly was not happening, working out well, because I was also a mom and a wife and a human and a person and whatever. And, um, you know, running your own suite takes up a lot of brain power. And I was also working a lot. I was working four days a week. So there wasn't a lot of extra time to focus on really starting a coaching business or an educating business. Um, Right before, so last November was when I I finally had my first like in-person workshop. I, you know, had to work through a lot of shit for that as well. But I was like, okay, cool. Like the first one's done. Nothing will ever be quite that hard ever again, you know? Um, So moving forward, I was going to focus on doing these kind of one-off in-person workshops. Obviously that couldn't happen with COVID. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do them virtually. So that was kind of like my plan. But then one day I sat down and I was journaling and I just had this like crazy download idea, whatever, of 
like a course, like a group program type course situation. So I just started writing it down. And then all of a sudden I started looking through what I was writing and I was like, holy shit, this is like, I was legitimately outlining exactly like my exact offer, what I wanted to do. But I had no idea how, how to then turn it into a thing. It's like, okay, so now what, what do I do with this though? Like, I'm thinking, oh my God, like Kajabi is so fucking expensive. Like, I don't have any money right now. I can't like get on Kajabi and I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do whatever. And it's like my perfectionism kicked in. All the things that held me back for a long time that I was using work as the excuse when really it was like all these other things. It was the uncomfortable feelings of doing something new. What if, what if, I don't know, I don't know, la, 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 la. And so this was like, I don't know, still early on in shutdown time. It was probably like May, April. I don't know. I can't even remember. Time means nothing to me these days. <laughs> and um, so I just had this all outlined in my notebook. And I kept looking at it. Every day I would look at it and like obsess. Okay, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? I don't know. La, 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 la. And um, so I had already started on my mindset practice. So I knew that part of what was happening was like brain shenanigans is what I call them. You know, those thoughts that pop up that really don't mean anything, but it's so much harder than like, whatever. I know that's not true because a feel, when you feel something, you feel something and emotions are valid. And like wherever that's coming from, it's important sometimes to know so that you can address the thing instead of just the thought. So I had to really look at where that was coming from. And that's when I started realizing the overworking patterns. I wasn't worthy unless I was working. Like lots of things from like my childhood, don't be lazy, like all these things, right? And um, so I had to kind of do my own, like, I don't know. I had to like just go in and kind of decolonize my own everything, my own traumas and like unpack lots of things. And, um, so I also was wanting to hire a coach at that time, but I also was kind of like, well, (laughs) I don't have a lot of money coming in right now. So how am I going to afford a coach? And, um, that like a, a week later, the woman who I am still working with now, she opened up a mastermind and I was talking with her and I had met, she's from my area. So I had met her a couple times in person. So I knew that I liked her. I knew that we were on the same vibe train. Like she does mindset work. She's like a pleasure-based business coach. So she works like, we call it like human first coaching instead of strategy first coaching. And so I talked with her and it was just, she made me feel so comfortable and like confident And I just was like, I'm going to go for it and say yes. And so I said yes. That was like, I think the end of May. By July, I had launched and filled my course. That's wild. It is so wild. And like the best part about it is like, I didn't use one paid for app besides Zoom. Like I, I didn't do it the way, like looking at it now, like now this is how I do everything is like, how can I make this the easiest possible for myself and for the people that are utilizing the content? 
less about like how how do other people like what are people using for this kajabi mm-hmm. like more right. like, like like even systems like you can get kind of caught up like all the good courses are on this on this site yeah. and it's like but wait is there like what's going to work for me i love that yeah yeah so and again another thing i had to work through like these people are going to sign up for this thing. so i had nothing i created my course week by week as we were going through it with my clients, with my students. Like I didn't create anything beforehand. All I had was the outline. Okay. That I think is really key. And I want to talk about that for a minute, because don't you think that like in my experience too, like it takes such confidence to not over over prepare. Oh my God. Like literally that's where the magic is. But like, you know, when I started podcasting, it was like, okay, I'm going to write a list of questions. I'm going to ask this person. I'm intimidated to talk to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then really where it got good and where I'm like, I can't believe people are still listening because I'm just showing up and being myself. And (laughs) yes, the level of confidence that you have to have in order to like risk being seen like that. Cause like, and even when I did my first launch of She Nuts Worth, my course, like I remember being like, it's okay to say, I don't know. Like, and being like, Mm -hmm. I have to be confident enough that when people ask me a question, I don't know the answer. I, they're not coming to me because I'm like superhuman. You know what I mean? Right. So I like right. that. That's so like key what you said. Yeah. Well, and let me tell you, I mean, it's like the way that I do business now is so it's, it's become like, I feel sometimes like I am the lone wolf. (laughs) Like, I mean, people, it's hard. It's really hard, especially, especially for stylists, because you know how we work and how we get caught up in the, the shit. Right. And it's like to, to really slow down, get your mindset on point, like, not burn yourself out doing all the things. Like these are not things people want to hear. People want to hear what strategy you have wrapped up in a shiny box. No, no, no. How am I going to like triple my investment? Like the second I start your course and it's like, okay. So, um, first of all, I cannot guarantee anything. And that's something as a coach and a person I've had to learn because, you know, you're a cancer. (laughs) You get it. Like we can fix the world, but I can really fix this. I can totally help you. And it's like, it's not up to us to make results happen for our clients or for the people around us. All we can do is be so authentically ourselves, hold that space, really see, witness, hear, listen, learn, do better, like constantly be our full human selves And that will allow for the people around us to step up and do the same. We can't make our clients do the things that we're, quote, preaching or saying. All I can do is hold that space, know that I'm, let them know that I am here. Like I'm their rock. I'm their support system. Yes, we have strategy conversations. Yes, we talk about very specific goals, but like overall in general, it's a, you getting your brain and your spirit on your side and me being able to look at you and tell you that like everything is working and remind you that everything you're doing is perfect. 
Right. And I feel like that just like for hairstylists, like myself too, it's like, that just frees you up to like have so much more space because I totally have fallen into that trap of not really knowing the difference between holding space and taking on people's stuff. Uh And like it, I think that that like is a huge, like when people go back into the salon, it's like, what a difference our career, like what a difference it makes for our careers to just have that mindset you know, you don't have to want to be a coach, but if you can approach what we do in a different way, I feel like it's so much more life giving than life taking. Totally. Yeah. 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 The way, you know, work does behind the chair, being behind the chair, um, doesn't drain me in the same way that it used to. Um, partially because again, I did set up certain systems. Like I don't text with my clients anymore. Like no fucking thank you. Also, I'm not your friend. I'm sorry, but I don't need to have 200 conversations every time something comes up for you and you need to reschedule, which then turns into a three-day long event in my phone. (laughs) Like, no, (laughs) sorry, not happening. Love my clients, appreciate them, value them. But at the, I mean, that's it. So we email and it's, it's interesting too, because going into shutdown, right? Like luckily I had already implemented the emailing thing beforehand. There's always clients that like, whatever, do what they're not supposed to do. I call them and, late adapters. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, well, I just like, don't really check my email. I'm like, well, that's not my problem. And that's not true. I mean, it's 2021. I know. I'm like, you know, you get notifications on your phone like everybody else. I'm like, you have three kids and they, they, the school emails you. you yeah. You, you have an email address, ma'am. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it is. It's just funny, the stuff. And as people, you know, like we show up to serve. So that spills over into all the ways and all the things. And it's really hard for hairstylists or anyone in the service-based industries to say no in any capacity. It's just not what we, I wish someone taught this class in beauty school for everybody to like have a solid footing on their way into building a career because it's so much easier to do it that way than to try and, you know, when I switched over to email, some of my clients have been texting me for 12 years. So it's like, sorry, Karen, literally. I have a client, Karen, and, um, you know, it's going to be email. And it was like, she was so disappointed and that felt hard for me. That was really hard as an empathic person to be like, (laughs) well, I don't want to text with you. I mean, it felt mean, mean, but that's that old school salon, like old school industry. Like you get, you do this to get busy. It's like you sell your soul to get busy and then you get your soul back. And then none of us ever learn how to. And you're like, when did you say we could have our lives back? (laughs) Yeah. Get a life. Like, is there space for that? Like I've been grinding them for 12 years now. I don't see where there's the exit to honoring me here anytime soon. Right. I have had the same epiphany of like, you know, I, for a long time, I've been like, am I able to have the life that I have because I sacrifice what I sacrifice? And I think that, um, and I just even read it in Jen Atkins book where she says, um, blowing your way to the top. She says, I could have had, I could have taken more breaks and I could have like done more for myself. And I think I would have still had, 
a lot of the life that I get to have today. And I think that that's like a huge aha moment of like, I think we were sold this lie that like, if we did it this way for a certain amount of time, that it would just become like, it would just like a flower bloom into like yeah. life that was like life giving for us too. And it, and it just, you never actually, you never actually do it. So I think that that's so huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about any other relationship you have in your life, if you start out in a no boundary situation, where does that Most lead you? So I'm, I'm, I'm able to really track you. What? Most of my relationships. Yes. So I'm able yeah. to really track you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if you think about that and apply it to business, it's like, how, how could you possibly you in any relationship, you have to like speak your truth. You have to set the boundaries. You have to, you know, in, in a way like train train is kind of a hard, not a great word to use, but I mean, you have to be able to ask for what you want and communicate your needs and desires and not be worried that the person's going to, you know, manipulate or victim blame, or, I mean, it turns into an abusive situation. So why it's not thought about in the business world is all has always blown my mind. Well, right. Well, I mean, I still subscribe to it a little bit, but like, it's always been something that I've thought about. Like, why am, why is this so much different than literally any other aspect in, in my life? Well, and also for me, I'm like, like for a long time, I was always managing the reactions of other people and you can't yeah. actually honor yourself while managing other people's reactions to things. Oh. And that's like a huge one. Like, like I have to let go of like how I have to be willing to like have people be upset because I need to stay in with myself and I can't do that. And, and like lessen the blow for you right. and honor myself in the process. So right. like going into COVID and like you, I would say living where you live have been like this extreme case of shutdown. Like what is like, what is it like, look like for you when you imagine going back and do you, and how do you like, like dream of like putting words to it to set it up? So going back after the first shutdown, I raised my prices. I finally switched over to hourly. I, um, was super, I went down to two days. I did two days a week plus every other Saturday. And this is now after like basically working full time at home in my coaching business. Right. So this was like it, I didn't know what to expect so much going back. You know, I had the support of my coach, like reminding me to stick to the plan, reminding me, like I had, I had to set like a vacation hour thing on my email so that I wasn't just getting bombarded with, with emails all the time. Um, when it was time to like reschedule people, like I was in a full blown. So you have that still set up like that. So like you only get emails in certain times. Yeah. I've set office hours for myself, um, on days that I'm home during a certain time of day that I have like, it's like three to four 30 or something like that is when I go in and I respond to client emails. But what's funny is my clients know that if there's something they need to know, I will contact them. I don't have clients contacting me while we're shut down. And people like other stylists that I talk to, their clients are 
literally calling them every day. Like, can you do a blow dry? Can you whatever? And they're like, what the hell? This is another great one. Oh, I don't watch the news. I'm like, you know, damn well, salons are not open right now. You can't go get food. You can't go sit down outside and eat food or like do anything right now. Yeah. But you know, I don't watch the news. Just like, I don't have an email. I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm with you. I haven't had anyone, you know, like when the first shut down, now I'm on maternity leave, but like, and even on maternity leave, like I, I maybe like five people have emailed being like, Hey, like love to come in when he, or like, but, but basically no one, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing when you get your system set up like that, because it's like, I'm not going to be able to tell you anything that our governor can't tell you. So right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have secret access to something. So I'm, not I'm actually not the first call you should make. And if it is, I think we need to talk about like, why, why? Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And that's also part of, so I also have clients who mostly are of the same mindset of me. Like they love me and they appreciate me and they value me, but like, they don't make me feel and they don't, they don't, hair is not a life or death situation for them. 98% of my clients, maybe more, I don't know. I think two of them maybe went somewhere else in another County when that County was open. Most of them just waited. They're, they're chill. Okay. Like, because that's the vibe that I, I mean, you know, it's 13 years. You start attracting the same as you. Right. So that has been nice because I remember even just, you know, five and a half years ago when I had my baby, um, I just, I had a handful of clients that wouldn't leave me alone. Well, like, but can you do my wedding? And it's like, no, nope, yeah. I'm, I'm literally, you can't give me six weeks. That's all I took out off for him when oh, I had him. That's insane. And I had a C-section and my husband was never home because he was a firefighter for the state. So like, all I, all I asked for was six weeks. And you ended up in the loony bin? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yes. That was when things hit the fucking fan. I was like, yeah, that was bad. It was bad. So, um, you know, that was the beginning of knowing that I wanted to change things. But also not having the tools or the the clue, like, there, there wasn't a lot of educators in the hair world talking about business. It was like, you know, I didn't necessarily need to learn new techniques. I needed to like literally implement tools and systems in my business to help when I wasn't at work. Sorry. Can you hear that? (laughs) Um, You know, help me not burn out but I didn't even know that at the time. So even just five years ago, our industry was so far away from talking about burnout or implementing business strategies or really treating our business like a business that like, I didn't even know what I needed. I just knew something needed to change. But then it took like two and a half more years before I finally started figuring out what that was. Yeah. And so now like, what's your big dream for yourself? I mean, so over, so along with, you know, 
everything, the pandemic, the revolution, the freaking like being shut <laughs> down. A bunch. Yeah. I mean, it's like so much stuff has happened. And then also like, so my business has now, you know, changed totally. Um, and my personal life was also, I was going through crazy shit in my personal life. I ex- experienced multiple miscarriages over quarantine, which led to an autoimmune diagnosis, um, which led to my own, like another mindset, like rewire to a degree, because again, all those old habit or all those old thought patterns came up a lot. Like you need to push through this. You're just being lazy. You're being selfish. Like just deal with it. Like I wanted to like completely leave my body, abandon myself and like dive so deep into work that I couldn't think about anything else. Mm -hmm. But luckily now I know when that's happening, I know how to, I have the awareness of how it feels in my body for that to start happening. I have the awareness of my thought patterns and I know when it's, when it's starting to happen. So I know how to address it and rewire those thoughts. And I know how to nurture my actual body now, like my actual nervous system. So for someone who, for someone else who doesn't have, you know, an autoimmune condition, like maybe I do, maybe they can just bust out eight hours of work in a row and then rest all night long and they feel perfectly fine. They get a good night's sleep, they get up in the morning and that's how they do their day. Well, I'm just, I don't do that. I do one task and then I take a fucking rest. I do another task, I get my ass in the bath. I do another task and then I sit down and have a 90 minute lunch. Like I, I don't, I just, that's the, what works for me. And I think that's probably what, what would work the best for most people, you know, instead of what pushing, 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 I got to get this done. When in reality, if you zoomed out for even just half a second, does it really need to get done? Or are you just making yourself think that it has to get done? Totally. Because people don't like to, it's hard for people to want to take care of themselves to not, especially women. This is like a huge part of what I coach to is like truly valuing yourself enough to really listen to your body, to not give a fuck about what other people are thinking or saying or doing to like honor yourself completely so that you can have all the things that you want. But some people don't even know what they want. They only know what like society wants them to want. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm really sorry for your loss. And I think that Thank people you. are going to, I mean, there's been so many losses in this time. And right. I, I think that everyone will connect with that in a different way. But I think that right. hearing that's super brave. And also, it's so crazy to me what you were saying about how we end up working on our mental like mindset in one in one category but then when we step into the unknown in another category those same kind of old 
old patterns come back Mm -hmm. up. And I, as you were talking, I'm like, yes, like I'll figure it out behind the chair, but then it's like, then I have to figure it out in my coaching, but then it's like, I have a baby. And then it's like, I'm back to the same spot where I'm like, I'm not good at this. Or like, I want to go back to doing hair right now because people tell me I'm great. And yes, diving back into work and like catching it and going, I'm doing that thing that I do where like, when life gets hard, I just want to like swim in other people's stuff and get in their hair and tell them they're beautiful and like and it's like and I'll catch myself even at home like you were saying about like filling my time with tasks like okay like I know I want to do this podcast and do this like Melissa would work out that's like 25 minutes and I know I want to do all this stuff but then I'm like wait my brother wanted me to UPS him something I could do I could get that off the plate today what's another task I could do and it's like oh my gosh I'm trying to like waste my day like does does do I need to send my brother like that UPS package today no he's never even mentioned it if it never comes he'd never say anything like (laughs) crazy to me how and I don't think people talk about how like it's like wherever you go those patterns are going to creep up like when I'm not confident about something I don't think I'm good at it those same words follow me in every category of my life yes yes and Exactly. Because, and this is another thing too, is yes, our, our thoughts, we have a certain amount of power over our thoughts, but it takes so much awareness and it takes practice. And there's like a lot of other things that it's not just like, oh, um, I'm just going to like think happy thoughts and like life's going to be great and perfect. Like, no, it's so much deeper than that. And there's so many other factors that play a role in that. And, and then when you're trying to, like you said, do something new, or like, if you're just riding the wave of whatever the thing is, like, we'll say hair, right? Like, eh, it has its ups and downs, but like, we've been doing it long enough. We kind of know how to handle it. We know, like for me, I mean, I don't need new clients. I've got plenty of clients for the amount of hours that I plan to work, which it will be even less if I go back. So I will circle back to your actual question in just one second. Um, But, you know, it's like I filled my first coaching program. I, I still, okay, so like I should be able to, according to the world, right, according to our conditioning, to society, I should be able to look at that and feel really awesome about myself, But just because I reached that goal and I did that thing doesn't mean that like my entire humanity has now like shifted gears inside of myself and I'm a different person. Over time, will will it maybe get easier? Those thoughts will get less intense. They will have less of a charge in my body because I will again be constantly flexing the muscle that I need to help myself talk myself down from the ledge, calm my body, honor my body, do all these things. Right. But the thoughts never go away. You know, my coach's coach who is now like a million dollar coach and she does things just similarly that, you know, I had just talked about making things really easy. Like she now has a team and shit because she's got tons of clients, but like, She's not got, she doesn't have the fancy apps and this or that's, and she was still able to get to this million dollar mark, but she talks all the time about how her thoughts are still her thoughts. Like 
even during a hundred K launch, she's still like, Oh my God, bitch. Like no one's going to buy this from you. Like, see, like nothing is working. And if she doesn't catch that, maybe people will still buy from her, but she's going to hate, she's going to be miserable. Like would it's like, we may all still get to the final result. Kind of like what you're saying with the Jen Atkin thing, we might still get the same result, but wouldn't it be nice to enjoy it a little more? And in like, not burn ourselves out along the way, have time for ourselves, our families. Like, I hope I never have to work in a, in a way where I have to grind through 10 hour work days or whatever. Do you think like I, or do you think that like, that was like your mindset that prevented you from, from realizing that there was another way to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because no one has to do that. No one has to do that. I could have raised my prices eight years ago and not done that, but I didn't know it was possible for me. It's so easy to look at other people doing what they're doing and and give yourself all the reasons and excuses why it won't work for you. Right. When in reality, anything you fucking want can work for you. Totally. And like, I was thinking about it the other day about like my pricing and stuff. And I was thinking like, since I opened Lin May studio, like, most of a lot of my prices have like over doubled mm-hmm. and it's not because I think I'm crazy expensive now. It's because for so long, I feel like I was looking around at everyone in my area or every, we, 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 we I've heard something recently that was like, we believe what we can see. So if yeah. all I could see were people charging $79 for a base color touch up. That's all I think I'm allowed to charge. And right. like, even when I went to a hundred dollars, I was like, is anyone looking at me? Everyone's like, who does she think she is? You know, <laughs> but nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gave a shit. Um, and then on top of that, it's just like, I was thinking about the mindfulness and like your thoughts. I'm reading this uh, book called special and it says in there about mindfulness. It says um, that like, if you have a hard time, like meditating or slowing down, it made me think of the thoughts this therapist told this uh, woman, like, think about New York, you're at Grand Central Station, and you're under the clock. And and like, you're, and you just stay focused on the clock, but then people are running by commuting and going everywhere. And like, sometimes you'll like see someone running, and you'll just like happen to you'll follow them and you'll get on the train. And all you need to do is bring yourself back to the clock. And those those are your thoughts. And you have uh-huh. thoughts that not, aren't who you are. But I thought about like what you were saying about like that imposter syndrome or like, who am I to do this? Or I'm not good enough. And like, those are just thoughts. They're not who you are. And I think that like thinking like about it, like that analogy of like, you just have to get back to the clock and, and yeah. witness the, the thoughts, but no, you don't have to like, they don't have to be, follow them. yeah, follow them. Yeah. And you know, and it's, it's interesting too, because some days it's just really fucking hard mm-hmm. to like deal with it. Right. Like, okay, yes, I understand. Like, I know that these things aren't true, but like today I just like, I just feel them really deeply in my body. And so those are the days that you rest. Those are not the days that you prove yourself by working more. And that has been a huge, cause that's what I want to do. I want to like get on social media and like compare myself to everybody and like, you know, worry about all this stuff and sit down and plan and organize and like, la, 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 la. But really what I need to do is like turn on some music, get my ass in a bath, chill the fuck out, drink some yummy drink, like make a smoothie, nourish, like a little nourishing bowl of some kind. Like, I don't know, whatever, whatever. And it, 
it's so hard some days still though to do that because it's just our conditioning, my conditioning, my, my shit that comes up that is like so hard to reprogram, you know? So even some days when we know we're not the thought, some days it's like, but it feels so overwhelming to, it almost feels like a battle. Yeah. And I think it's the perfect storm of individuals that go into this profession. Yeah. I think that almost everyone I talk to has what you said in common, this like, this thing that they have to rewire as far as like, you know, like getting their worth, getting their just productivity of serving other people. I mean, it's just the kind of people that we are. And it's a beautiful thing, I feel, when we can channel it. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what you've been doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it is funny because now it's been, what, like nine months or whatever since March when things for me really got kicked into high gear, right? Where it was, you know, with all the changes and all the things I had to really, really um, trust myself. I had to, I had to really trust that the things I was doing was going to be helpful for me because I could see how it was a continuous, like, am I going to slide down into the bullshit again? Like I, it was like almost every day trying to get myself back out of that hole (laughs) that was going to suck me down. So, you know, it became like first, you know, I, now I really enjoy, I look forward to mindset journaling and I look forward to my rest time and I get really happy. Whereas before it was like, I would almost get nervous. Am I doing this right? Like, am I doing this too much? Do I need more? Do I need less? Like, I still wasn't really listening to myself and trusting myself checking a box as opposed to like, yeah, like really being in the moment and and, and having the experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, because of that, I, you know, that paired with this new autoimmune thing, I mean, it's not really new. I think it's, the doctors think it's been happening for a long time, but it's like the diagnosis is new. The me honoring it is new. The me not ignoring it anymore is new. So, um, with that being said, it's like, realistically, I don't know if I really do want to go back to the salon. I don't know if I can handle that. If I do, I think it's going to be very minimum. Um, but I also have realized, you know, or affirmed that coaching is really like, hair doesn't do that for me anymore. You know, it's like, hair, like being, being able to serve my clients who I care about so much really does light a certain fire for me. But in general, the, the daily behind the chair work isn't the work that lights me up anymore. Yeah. And I wonder, I'm just thinking, I wonder if the thing that you loved about hair, like it's just the mediums changing. Like, did you, like, is it the relationships and stuff? I'm just curious. Like, I wonder if like what you loved about hair, you found another way to get that same feeling. Yeah, probably because, you know, I mean, my clients for a long time would come in, especially when I was in my suite, they'd start spilling, spilling all sorts of shit. Sometimes they'd even look at me and be like, can you close the door? And I'd be like, oh boy. Your stylist would be good at so many things because I think the skill set that is entailed to be really successful is something that would make you a great therapist, would make you a great coach, would make you a really just like, just like like a very empathetic, just like thoughtful person, like in the kind of different, different avenues you could 
kind of take what you love about what you do and do it differently. That's kind of yeah. just something I, I've been chewing on lately. Yeah. And of course there's, okay. So there's like a few things, right? Being really good at it is nice. <laughs> like I can, that's what got me through going back the first time or the only time going back period um, was like it. Cause you know, starting out as a, in any new business, it's really difficult for lots of reasons. And for me, a big part of it was like not being like a top tier person, like, but also who the fuck makes up the tiers? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What kind of fake salon are you talking about? I know. Like I'm a top tier coach to my clients. Like that's all that should matter. Who the fuck cares what anybody else thinks, you know? I even find offense to the word tier now. I know. Right. It's like, oh my God, whatever. But, um, so, so figuring out how to kind of be a newbie, right? Like, there's a whole, I could talk a lot about that as well, but I, I won't get into that right this second. Um, and then obviously just having, I, I knew the second I went back to work, I'd have tons of money. So I was like, yeah, like coming home with a thousand dollars a day, like that, that sounded real nice. That felt really nice because for six months, you know, <laughs> it was like, I don't even remember what what unemployment was, but it wasn't very much, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so the money factor, the being good at it, the comfortability of knowing what to expect, right. Was nice. Seeing people I hadn't seen in a long time. That was nice. Um, but I, it wasn't long before I started having that dread feeling in my body on the mornings when I woke up in the mornings on salon days. And it was interesting because I was like, but I don't hate being there. In fact, I love the salon I'm at. Actually, half of the girls who work there were in my first coaching program, which I think is so just ironic. And so we're like a tight knit crew. I love them all. I love being there. But it was just one of those things where I think in the back of my mind, I was like, well, but, but you really, I mean, if it was connection that was really tying me to being at work, like I now have that when I'm home with my clients, my coaching clients. I think that's huge. Yeah. And there's obviously more to it than that also, but that's the core of it. Like, you know, like you were saying um, before we started, like I don't see you talking about doing hair at all anymore. And it's like, I kind of, I mean, part of it was somewhat purposeful. Like I'm not in the salon, so I wasn't like, wasn't relevant. Yeah. It wasn't relevant, but also, I mean, I guess if I were a coach for specifically for hairstylists, then I would probably be talking about it more because it would be very relevant clearly Mm -hmm. to my audience. A lot of my followers and a lot of my clients are hairstylists, obviously, because I also am. So I, I get it, Mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, it's just not something that comes to mind because what I coach to really goes beyond the chair. And my clients who are hairstylists, like I have I have a couple one-on-one clients who are hairstylists and they have they've had very specific goals that they wanted to accomplish, right? For like behind the chair for their business. <clears throat> Excuse me. That we have worked on very specifically and strategically, right? But the bulk of what we talk about is them believing in themselves. So, I mean, in that sense, like 
yeah, I'm just, I just kind of traded hair clients for coaching clients in that regard. And now that's what I get to do all day without also like not peeing, eating, sitting down, like multitasking, you know, you threw a 90 minute lunch in there. I mean, I think, I think that in itself is just a quality of life change that you've, you've, yes, that's so cool and inspiring. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. Cause I was like, I just feel like you, it's been cool to watch you come into like something that feels so natural to watch. Like, it's like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Like she's obviously been cooking this up, whether it's like been a uh, conscious or subconscious, but I just okay. think it's really inspiring. So like, what would you say to someone who's listening? Who's like, God, like I, I really want to explore something else. Like I have this deep desire to, kind of just like, like do what you're doing, but with the thing that, that lights them up, like right. it's so scary. Like, what would you say they, sh- they could do? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, just fucking do it. Take one step in that direction, whatever it is, do it with support, whatever that means for you. Find a coach, find a mentor, get a little biz bestie who's on the same wavelength as you, someone who is not going to tell you you are wrong. Someone who is going to remind you that you are so right and so valid and so fucking worthy. And like, why wouldn't you do this thing? Like ask yourself, why wouldn't I do this thing? Yeah. You know, cause I mean, if you don't, who else? And maybe there's 50 other, like how, okay, how many flipping coaches are there out there? How many hairstylists are, are there out there? We didn't choose to do these things because we think it's like, it's, it's, it's a niche market, I guess, to a degree, but like, come on, we're not doing this because we think there's like this, there's demand, but I mean, the supply is also, you know, there's lots of people doing this. So you do it because it's what you feel in your body you're meant to be doing. And I feel like as hairstylists, like that's a passion project for sure. Like you have to really love it to get yourself through beauty school, which is just a shit show, no matter where you are, where you go. And then the beginning stages of the career is really hard. You know, it's, it takes a lot. I wish I had the mindset then that I do now. God, don't you? Because it's like everything felt so personal you know? Oh, yeah. Cause it wasn't your career. It was who you were. Like, like right. I wasn't showing up as Lindsay that like, like a part of me is a hairstylist. I was showing up and that was like my soul. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yes. So, you know, I guess just even, even if you're just taking a baby step or like you talk about the quarter turns. Yeah. Even if it's like a 1% shift, start doing it now. Just start doing it now. Like I changed my Instagram bio and called myself a coach six months before I ever had even one, one client or before I did my in-person coaching event. Like I embody that energy and show up as that person now. Yes. I love that. So I know you have a a mastermind that's just starting. And so this is air like in a couple of weeks. So I don't know as far as like on the 18th of January, if there's going to be uh, the ability for people to sign up, but can you tell people about where they can kind of follow you and kind of get more information and possibly sign up for this mastermind? I don't know. Yeah. 
yeah, come, come, uh, bang down my door. If yeah. you want to get in there, if this sounds good, because it's never too late, honestly. And also, um, what's cool about this particular mastermind is there's going to be group coaching calls and also a group training there's, so there's three calls each month. So two group coaching calls and one like masterclass on like various topics. And it's six months long and it's small and it's intimate. There's like eight people max. Um, so you get a lot of undivided attention. You get a lot of sisterhood support. It's like, I never knew how important the sisterhood aspect of it was until I was in a mastermind and was like, oh my God, I have like six cheerleaders essentially just like rooting for me. And it was an interesting shift from always believing for a long time, believing that women were my competition, which is an also a fucked up societal patriarchy bullshit thing. Yeah. A whole other episode. Um, and cause it's not true. It's like, there's room for all of us to be doing whatever it is we want to do. And that is like a huge leap to make and finally really trust into. Um, so that's a big theme of being in the mastermind with other women. And, um, so anyway, uh, I have, everything is my name. So on Instagram, I'm, I am Elizabeth Salamanca. Um, I, it's the same on TikTok. Uh, my website is elizabethsalamanca.com. So I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And it's been so cool to watch your journey and I'm not going to stop watching. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's always so nice to talk to you. 